This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I think I'm here, loving it. I would like to know something, that it's going to be 75 today, right? Sunny and pleasant 75. It's 7 o'clock in the morning right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say it's 56 degrees, but it feels like it's about 30. Yeah, it's... It, it's that biting cold wind. It is. That wind is very cold. Not ideal. A uh, couple of surprises this morning. I'm looking at the weather and at the bottom of the weather where it says partly cloudy and 56. It also is signed by Brittany and says you suck. Yeah, but I signed it so you know that that's... So I knew it was you. It's that's me, yeah. Yeah, it just says partly cloudy, 56, you suck, Brittany. In my defense, you're always like, don't touch my stuff. So it yeah, felt really tempting. That's what I'm saying. Leave my stuff alone. Get the hell away from it. It was a pretty important message. But you won't listen. No. All right. Matter of fact, we're, as long as we're doing the weather, morning clouds and mostly sunny and pleasant with a high of 75. Today should be a beautiful day. Friday, sunny and a bit warmer with a high of 78. Saturday, mostly sunny and warm with a high of 81. Sunday, mostly sunny and warm with a high of 83. So at least for the next four days, it looks really, really good. Yes. Except for I suck. That's yeah. the only party I don't care for. Also accurate. Also quite accurate, is it, that I suck? Yeah, thank Spot you. Spot on. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. Many people. I'll get you a list by the end of the day. Okay, now this next thing that I'm going to bring up mm-hmm. should never happen. But it happened to me this morning. And I'm going to just read the headline to you guys, and then we'll go forward from there. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Makes total sense. So, you know, I go through the headlines and all that stuff. Since I don't watch the national news at home, I go through all the headlines of the Wall Street Journal and a couple, like five different publications to try to get some balance. There is no balance anymore, by the way. You guys, I'm sure, have noticed that. Uh, I don't know where you're looking, but most news sources tell me that they are balanced. Yes, that's right. So I'm not paying attention. Yeah, obviously. That's exactly what it must be. Tom's just not paying attention. That's all there is to it. Just what like, do you think? Well, just like the weather says, you suck. The weather says that I suck again. I hate you. I'd like to point that out. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. All right. Well, I got to get this. Why is this? God, this thing's acting weird today. I don't know what the hell's going on with my screen. I think there's a ghost in our technology today. There's a, yeah. Well, that does happen once in a while. What causes that kind of thing? All the glitchiness and all that stuff. Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, is that what it is? And my yeah. fire okay. sign is not okay. lining up with my water sign today. There you go. We are it. in the season of Gemini, and that's <laughs> the only one I know. <laughs> so unfortunately, I can't give you guys anything else unless we're in the end of May. That is the deal. Yeah, we're currently, Gemini's we tricky. Why is Gemini? Because it's a two-sided deal? Yeah. <clears> is that like what you're 45 saying? 45 personalities, and all of them are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you hate all, you hate all of your per, you hate our personalities or your personality. No, I'm saying I, this is a dig on me for once. I I uh, all my personalities suck, but I have a lot of them. I thought everybody loved your personality. No, that's what I heard anyway. You were told wrong. You were sold on a a, a false reality. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose that's true. Uh, I'm just trying to get through some stuff here. Things uh, are, are looking pretty good. But, but I saw a headline this morning in the Star Tribune, and I got to bring it up because it's like, really? This is my life now? Uh, let me scroll down and find it. I know it's here somewhere. Where the hell did it go? What was it? I'll find it for you when you... Uh, it's um, it's a, a Neil Justin's article today. It's Neil Justin. I suppose I could just type his name in there. Yeah, now. I'm finding it. What's, what's it on? <clears throat> what do you mean, what's it on? 
what's the topic? The topic is a media CEO okay. that loves, what is it, succession? Minnesota CEO loves succession. Okay, do you see who the Minnesota CEO is? No. Jesus, was... it's what a failure. I'm it's, putting it in Tom's news stories for it's you. It's a disaster. Oh, so you still haven't seen who the media mogul is, huh? Okay, media CEO. Oh, it's Jenny. Jenny Morris. I get to read a news article about this media CEO mega whatever. You might assume that Jenny Morris watches Succession differently <laughs> from the rest of us. That's because she's a member of the Hubbard family, the closest thing Minnesota has to the fictional Roy's, the generation's version of the Ewings of Dallas, but with nastier put-downs. But Morris... Ooh, the Hubbards have nastier put-downs? I think they meant the Ewings. I That's think what I kind of thought. But it didn't sound like it was. It didn't it was sound like it. No. It, didn't so it sounded like the Hubbards are running around <laughs> yeah. screaming at each other. It does, doesn't but it? But Morris, who runs the Hubbards radio division, said the drama in the hit series, which ends its four-season run at 8 p.m. Sunday on oh. HBO, has almost nothing in common with, with her real life. It's so unrelated to me, said Morris, who oversees stations in eight major markets. I watch it like I watch a train wreck. Morris said that she just had lunch with her brother Stan, CEO of The Reels Cable Channel in New Mexico, brother Rob, who oversees KSTP and other TV stations, and dad Stanley, the 90-year-old Hubbard Broadcasting kingpin, who still comes to the St. Paul office every weekday. If anyone stabbed another with a butter knife during dessert, she didn't mention it. See, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We got all... You know what just made me feel really weird there? Two things made me feel really weird. What's that? Number one would be the fact that I met Ginny when she was eight years old. So now an eight-year-old that I met all those years ago now gets to tell me about what media is all about. She's a media mogul. She does it well. Yeah. What do you think of that action? Who would have thought? When you, when you saw her at eight years old, you're going to say, you're going to be my boss someday, kiddo. She's not my boss. I know, but it was for the dramatic story. No, Kelly. sorry, I'm not accepting it. Fine. You're going to be Brittany and Rudy's boss someday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose. Yeah. But we did form a nice uh, little... Uh, Shoulder to shoulder alliance all worked out, but no, it's a it's a great article about Ginny Hubbard and well, see, I I cannot get over calling her Ginny Hubbard. I've been calling Morris, her that for fifty yeah. years. Yeah. So Ginny Morris. Yeah. Because of her her children, she has children. Their name is Morris, right? Yeah. So that yeah. would make sense. You want to hold on to the Morris. She's got her part. first grandkid. Oh. That's what I heard. She told me. That's, so that's pretty damn cool. It's very cool. Okay. And the other upsetting thing about what you just said about the Hubbard family. Mm-hmm. When I met Stanley Hubbard II, okay, he was 38 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> How old were you when you met him then? 18. Oh, my God. I was eight, 17 or 18 when I met him. Like, So he had 38. He seemed like an old guy to me anyway. So you know what I mean? But it, it, I mean, those are two weird things. Somebody you've known since she was eight years old is now with this big media mogul. And her father, who we met when he was 38, is 90. Um, Jesus. When we used to go to the Christmas party, this is years oh, ago. I love that Christmas party. He, every year, Stanley would go up there and make a speech. It was very inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Every and year. And we yep. all loved it. And it was always one of his kids had to run up there and grab <laughs> him because he would just, he was funny. It wasn't yeah. like you're gross. It was just funny. He's always been a very, very nice guy. I ran into him a few years ago. It was a... I think it was over at uh, over in St. Paul's at a hockey game. I think that's where we were. Maybe it was a concert over in St. Paul, and Stanley was standing right in front of our. I was. I can't remember who suite it even was, but went to somebody's suite, 
and Stanley was standing there, and I walked up, and he was really busy. He was, like, focused on something. So I walked by. I said, Mr. Hubbard, how are you doing? Tom Bernard. He goes, hi, how are you? <laughs> He's a little distracted, I think, Yeah, is what the problem was. I uh, One of the times that I had gone from KQ to Hubbard, we had this show called What Weekend. was it? From where? Shush. From what? Never heard of never, it. What? Never heard of it. Never I, heard of it. Um, I had done a, a year with Hubbard, and I they we had a show called Weekend Dirt, and it was getting completely canceled. So there's no spot for me to go, and it was our. They're like, Uh-oh. and they go, and they were so funny. They go, you can still come to the holiday party if you want. It was in like about a week. Aww. And me and my friend Olivia, who are 20 and broke, we're going. Yeah, we're going to that thing. <laughs> One more meal. Uh, right? Why not? And we didn't care. It was because everyone was like, we're so sorry. We're like, we are 20. So like, it, we it wasn't anything and so we went and i remember i was like olivia we might not get this chance again we gotta get a picture with stanley yeah and so sure enough we have this photo he looks like he's like what who are these yeah he looks bored as hell no he like confused that like we'd we'd have the you know like what are we you know and he's like why are you two in the men's room what are you doing in here (laughs) Yeah, what the hell were you doing in there? Worth it. I got to find that photo. It's so good. Oh, you still have the photo? Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think so, too. I would have never been that brazen had I not been currently fired. And I remember everybody at the party was like, we're so sorry. And we're just eating shrimp. Yeah. Olivia's getting wasted. Totally. It was so fun. It's a good time had by. where, Where is that party now? Because it used to be a town and country. Still downtown? Mm-hmm. Still at the, uh, I think Hilton? it's at the Hilton, I believe. Yeah, downtown Hilton. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. To go that's to where downtown last Hilton. year, yeah. Yeah, it was super fun last year. And last year, it um, went on the same day that the Vikings had that big comeback. Yeah. And so people downtown were insanely drunk. And it was a blast running into people. Yeah, yeah those parts. I haven't been to one in a long, long time. Like I said, the last one I went to was a town and country over there on uh, on the river. That it's a golf course over there. You guys know where that is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. No. Wait, don't no. you really? No. no. Town and country is a fun golf course. You should play it someday. Uh, the golf courses I play are like twelve dollars a round. So just <laughs> put the arm on <laughs> Master CEO Ginny to yeah, right. give you the comp. Get on the golf course. We should call it and and. Pretend where somebody else go. Yes, uh, Ms. Hubbard, this is Bilber Ditzman from W.W. Ditzman. It, it went away, Britt. You got to. Oh. Oh, dang. Yep. There it is. There it is. There right it is. There. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Stanley. Stanley looks good in that picture. I know. This is from he he, he 2015. Good. See, look how nice that is. But, yeah, what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, is every year since, I suppose, the company started, the Hubbards throw this great Christmas party and the food's terrific and the entertainment but I still my another one of my favorites was I went to that party and at at that time the new what's the movie that just came up so I had to dress just like him I'm scared to know if it's what year say it one more time that would have been 1972 um not pulp no no it was long before that superfly you got it Ah! It was Superfly, and I showed up with that long coat and that big hat. That's so funny. I'm 18 years old. I walk up there, and there's Mr. Hubbard standing at the front door, and he looks at me, and I could see by the look in his eyes, like, what the hell is this Who now? Who, who invited who, this who guy? Who invited this hun yuck? 
But he looks at me, and he looks at me, and then all of a sudden he goes, Merry Christmas, man. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was wonderful. You know, they must get, it's so funny, because they are very businessy. Yeah. But they deal with all the personalities. They must just get constantly a moment where they look around and go, "What, what the actual hell is this? Imagine dealing with salespeople, TV people, and radio people. No. Oh, my God. No. Mm -hmm. No. It's got to be torture. I remember being at an event one time. I won't say who it is, but he he is somebody who is much higher up on the totem pole than all of us. And uh, there was a girl who walked in. She had a super uh, short skirt on with a really tight top, and she was kind of falling out of it. And uh, he looks over at me, and he goes, Jesus, who's the guy who stopped by Lake Street before he decided to come to the party tonight? And I was like, "Uh, that's your new midday gal? (laughs) He was like, what? Who employed this person? I was like, ah, yeah. So I kind of walked over. I'm like, you should, people are talking. You should probably put some clothes on. It's not going to be good. It's something to be said. A lot of the people, when you go to these big parties for, a lot of these people had never worked in a normal job. I mean, I look at even what we're wearing today, and we could none... None of us three could go to an office right now. Yes, I could. In what you're wearing? What's wrong with this shirt? I'm just saying, it's... You're pretty. Yeah, actually, you're pretty put together. God, what's wrong with you? Normally, you're not. Even my shoes match my outfit. Look at that. I do like the green on green. I'm a huge... See what I'm saying? You know how I feel about green. I feel strongly about green. You could probably show up in a casual setting office. Casual setting? Yeah. Well, why not? I got pants on. Watch. I'm very impressed because usually you're wearing shorts. And I'm, Whenever I can, middle I'm, of winter. I'm not wearing anything appropriate for Please don't for stick any your work. leg up in the air like that I have again when I'm looking. On. I don't care. I have it, still was, on. it still was vile uh-huh. that you would act like that. That's where life comes from. So. <laughs> that's, that's who takes care of that whole deal. All right, we'll cover the whole thing and everything will be good. But yeah, that, that Christmas party, I'm really looking forward to that coming this year because I just missed it last year by about two days. It's so fun. Yeah. I was still working for Shitholia, so I couldn't come to the party. Yeah, it was a blast. Not fair. You mean you all. didn't go have your Christmas party over at Lariat Lanes? <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't even that nice the last time. We went, like, halftime wreck or no, that wasn't even, no, was it halftime wreck? Yeah, that, but I think that's the one with the dirt floor in the basement, right? I think. Yeah, maybe. I just remember we had gone from, I remember when we were owned by ABC, yes. that Christmas party was at, some hotel, yeah. And I remember like walking in. It was like a grand entrance to a ball. It was amazing. And then the next year, they're like, "Hey, by the way, so the new company says uh, no more Christmas party." And everyone's like, "All right, well, we're not going to sink our own dough into it. Where do you guys want to go?" And everyone went, "Lariat Lanes." I was like, "Good enough." That was it, Hamilton's idea at first, it, I think. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was great it going. It was super there. fun. It was a su- it was super fun. But when you go from like having shrimp cocktails to having frozen Jack's pizzas the next right. year, you're like, "All right, great." The, right. The, the one when I realized it was pretty bleak is they were like, we're having a Christmas party, but this year, really, we mean no budget. And so they said, oh, we're all going to bring your own meal to share. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, so we brought food to a bar and like plugging in crock pots. And I was like, what year was this? I cannot remember. It all such a blur. Would it, would it have been like how 10 years ago? Yeah, probably. 10 years ago. That radio station, those that group of radio stations made about forty million dollars that year. Mm-hmm. But what do you mean they don't have any money? No, nothing for appetizers. Oh my God, forty! At, I would say they might. No, maybe not because of the other I, ones weren't doing that great. But I gotta. 
40, I'd guess 40. I got to ask our listeners, like, is our Christmas party something in their normal work? I don't know. We, I, I, I don't see, know. I didn't ever work for corporations like that, like I worked for the Hubbards. But then when you work for ABC, never had a Christmas party that I can remember. Well, maybe I just wasn't invited. I think that was the problem. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. At Power Lodge in Miller Marine, their 88-degree sale was hot. But if you miss the boat, we'll have you on the lake before sunset with their hook-and-go special. This throttle therapy just got real. Now through the 4th of July, only bring home your own trend-setting Bennington pontoon with savings up to $40,000 off MSRP. Their showroom is waiting with water-ready pontoons and tritunes, huge Independence Day savings on boat, motor, and trailer packages, Go from floor to shore in the same day with competitive financing options and no money down. Looking for delivery? Just ask their team of experts. They specialize in moving your next party on the water from their place to your place. Over 600 watercraft in stock. Launch into adventure today at Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey and Onamia, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, the world's largest Bennington dealer. This is Tom saying head to PowerLodge.com and get some hook-and-go fun today. Financing available on approved credit, freight, and prep not included in packages. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Mike has an amazing offer for my listeners on his Giza Elegance My Pillows. You'll receive a Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as $19.98. Regular price is $69.98. This My Pillow comes in four levels of support. You'll also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products such as MyPillow towels, mattress toppers, my slippers, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the Giza Elegance MyPillow for as low as $19.98 and use promo code TOM. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. 
so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we do need it. You know that. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his Giza Elegance MyPillow. That is MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of The Tom Bernard Show. Now's a good time to listen to past podcast episodes on The Tom Bernard Show app or see them on YouTube at Tom Bernard Show. Done and done. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my very special guest, David Rashi. How you doing, David? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Never better. Well, now that you're here, never better. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, stop. <laughs> that sounded very genuine, David. I want you to know that there's a lot uh-huh. of lot, yeah, lot right. of heart involved. Uh, David Rashi, I, I can feel I, I can feel the smoke. Go ahead. No, actually, I'm I, I actually am a big fan of yours. I've been for a long, long time because the way, well, Sledgehammer. I I, I know we have, have current things to talk about, but I got it. Sledgehammer was fantastic. Well, how old are you? Like five? No, I uh, right now I'm. God, I, I hate to tell you how old I was, but I was in my 30s. That's sad. <laughs> well, thank God you, David. David. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. You suddenly made me very, very sad, but go ahead. <laughs> well, I'll try my best to make you even sadder as we go along. You know, what? I, here's what I love about Hollywood, David. I give you a compliment on this magnificent show, Sledgehammer. I found it very, very funny. And he goes, oh, you're too old to talk to. Goodbye. <laughs> really nice, He's David. Like bleak. Uh, hey, hey, you know, buck up. That's all I got to say. <laughs> buck up. I thought, you, I thought you were my dad for a second. You went with an F instead of a B at the beginning of that. But No, uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay, David. We, we will allow for whatever you want. So, David, I just want to pipe down here, but I did want to tell you first that I did love Sledgehammer. I thought it was a very, very funny show, so tip of the cap to that one. And now let's talk about... Well, thanks very much. You know, we were, we were ahead of the curve there. We were before... Yes. Um, the Naked Gun, before the airplane movies, they were, yep. that was all preceded that, that type of humor. So, very proud of that. Well, you should be, because like I said, of all these, even though I'm now 104 years old. <laughs> you poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> David, if I still drank, we should get together and drink sometime, but I don't drink anymore, so never mind. Hey, I, we can, let's not drink together. Okay. Well, Perfect. You come to town, we'll not drink together. We'll go have tea. There you go. We'll have hey, tea or something. you're my guy. Then. Okay. Uh, Carl Muller, uh, Four Seasons of Unsolved. My God, Succession oh, just blew up, David. It's succession. another amazing show. I don't think, I, the, the, has there ever been a show like that in the history of television? I don't think so. 
Um, I read three newspapers. I read The Guardian, The Washington Post, and The New York Times. Uh, and uh, I would say over the last season, over during, while the season was on, and before and after, there were one, two, or three articles in every single newspaper on succession, mm-hmm. on some, uh, you know, on the characters, on the clothes, on the handbag, on the, the locations. I said, you know, they're they're interviewing the dust bunnies. I you know, s- it just. It really, it's a, it's such such attention, and uh, I mean, it was a, it was a great show, but I, you know, I, it's really funny. You know, um, sometimes you you don't realize. Well, you do realize it, but then you don't. You realize how something great is when you're with it, and then when it's over, you realize even more so. Like Tina Turner. I mean, I used to listen to Tina Turner, but oh. I took her for granted. Yeah. Oh, but when her. she died, I listened to it again, and I thought, oh my god, wow. I mean, I didn't really get how great she was. And I think Second Secession is kind of the same way. You know, you love it while you watch it, but then in retrospect, you see how how monumental the event was. Oh, we love Succession at our house. That was where we're still mourning the loss. But uh, and without giving anything away, David, with the ending, um, could it have gone any other way? Because it feels like. The first one, finding out the ending, I had that feeling of going, oh, it feels like that's not the right ending. But the more time I got away from it, the more time I thought, I don't think it could have gone any other way. What's your opinion on it? I think so, too. And, you know, the reason that it went the way it went is because of the writer, Jesse Armstrong, the creator, who is just, I mean, this show is him. I think all awards, all acting awards, everything, they should just go to him. Let's just give the award to the guy who deserves it. And that's Jesse Armstrong. And this, you know, this product project was the result of the, I, I, I can't tell you how hard they worked, the writers and Jesse. Endless, endlessly. Night and day, they slaved over every word. It's not like anything, nothing was easy. There was no dialogue like, you know, Jim, uh, do you have the keys? Uh, no, I, I, I thought you had them. No, I think that you had them. You know, none of that stuff. Yeah. I mean, this, this dialogue was sharp and crisp and witty, and, and it never just lay there. It always kept you going in a direction. Um, it's, um, I, I, think, I think that, that you see, one sees now that the, end, the, the seeds for the ending um, were, I think that's what they did. I mean, I don't know, I think he kind of had a general idea that it might be you-know-who, yeah. uh, but, but you didn't know how. And I think looking over the history of the show over the four years, it was clear that certain things it really were inevitable. And uh, it was courageous. I mean, has there ever been a more courageous decision than the third episode of the last season? Yeah. I won't tell you what happened. I know. Uh, I mean, you don't do that. You just don't do that. I mean, if somebody's going to do that, you do it in the last episode. You got a big theme, right? A big, you know, I tell mother, I, you know, none of that stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh. It's, and you know, he has a, the, the one word which is bandied about with regard to Jesse, who is the most polite, kind, deferential, easy, wonderful person, is ruthless. Because he uh, he cut whatever wasn't necessary. He cut things down to the bone. I mean, I would say probably the last um, um, was ninety minutes. I'm sure they had three hours. 
Oh, I and he just that. cut, cut, cut. And, and I mean, I was, I, 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 I was there to shoot it. And I could see that, you know, um, like there was a, a fight between uh, Kendall and, uh, and um, Roman. And, you know, that went on like, I don't know, five minutes, you know, in real time. And he cut it down to like 10 seconds. He took the, 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 the most important part of everything. And so what you're seeing is the most stellar moments. And even the ones he loved and couldn't bear to cut, he cut them. He cut him in, in, in characters he loved. He cut him uh, all in the interest of this show. And I think it shows. Yeah, it definitely does. I've um, One more question about Succession. I know that you, I'm, I'm just a nerd for this show. Was it, you know, in between okay. um, the scenes with Brian Cox, they're so intense. When there's breaks, do you guys relax or do you just keep that tension up and just kind of don't communicate? It's kind of hard to keep it up that long because it takes a long time. You know, like, I mean, if you do, like, one angle, then you have to relight and go to the other angle. So, I mean, everybody, you keep it in your back pocket, put it that way. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you give it up completely, like, after the season, we say, you know, hey, how are the kids? I mean, you can ask how the kids are, but you have to remember that you're still there and you're still in it. And so um, that's what I would say, that everybody keeps it... um, keeps it in their back pocket it's all it's always lurking there this it's a scene is still there uh you're having lunch whatever you're still thinking about it because uh, you can't start from zero yeah you know you have to have to have something going on because you never know when they're going to start shooting it you know you can be sitting there and and you're thinking oh well it looks like they're not going to get me for an hour and they say david let's go you know whoop there you go um, because you never know because, you know, the light changes or somebody gets sick or the, the, the prop breaks or God only knows what can happen. So uh, everybody is on call 24 hours a day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, the next time we have David on, we're going to talk about, about my father, but that'll probably be next year now. I'm so sorry, David. I'm so I'm such a nerd <laughs> for succession. Okay. I just, my husband's okay. going to die that I talked to Robert De Niro at his best. Sebastian Monoschulko at his best. It's it's a really really funny movie. Yes, yeah. well, there's no question. Well, and David, I, seriously, I was very serious at the beginning. I'm a big fan of yours. Have been going all the way back to oh, my 30s, sweet. as I said. I was in, I was in my 30s when I first started liking you. Please come back, sir. I there love talking go. to you. Thank you. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created 
and legends are made. Mike has an amazing offer for my listeners on his Giza Elegance My Pillows. You'll receive a Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as $19.98. Regular price is $69.98. This My Pillow comes in four levels of support. You'll also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products such as My Pillow towels, mattress toppers, My Slippers and so much more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the Giza Elegance My Pillow for as low as $19.98 and use promo code TOM. This offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we do need it. You know that. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his Giza Elegance MyPillow. That is MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show with Tom Bernard, Brittany Arneson, and Rudy Pavich. No, that's so funny. He comes on to talk about to promote a new show and didn't get one promo in for it. But, oh, my God, he I couldn't believe how much detail he went in when I He's used the great. question. I, you could tell he's still living in succession mindset. Yeah. Because it was probably just such a big part of his life. Like, I, I was like, whoa, he's going into way more detail than I thought. And I, I loved it. But. Well, we're going to watch. I am definitely going to watch this because Sebastian Maniscalco, Robert De Niro, Leslie Bibb, Anders Holm, David Rashi. Brett Dyer and Kim Cattrall, the hottest comic in America, Sebastian Maniscalco, joins forces with legendary Italian-American and two-time Oscar winner Robert De Niro. The film centers around Sebastian Maniscalco, who is encouraged by his fiancée, Leslie Bibb, to bring his immigrant hairdresser father, Salvo, that's Robert De Niro, of course, to a weekend get-together with their super-rich and exceedingly eccentric family. The weekend develops into what can only be described as a culture clash, leaving Sebastian and Salvo to discover that the great thing about family is everything about family. David Rashi is in it, ladies and gentlemen. The movie is available everywhere, from what I understand, so I just wanted to make sure, since we never got to it in the interview. But I understand. See, uh, I was a huge... You guys probably don't remember Sledgehammer. No. It I've was never ter- heard of it. Ter- terrific show. Really? And it's like a mock... You mean, it's like a... It's kind of like a mock cop series. Okay. It doesn't mock the cops. It just no. changes the view of them. Yeah. I think you're right when you say it was a, ahead of its time because I even wrote down Sledgehammer because I was like, what? I want to look into this. It's really good. And he was terrific in it because he's got this deal. It's part of his personality. It's like, what a dink. <laughs> you know, he's really good with that stuff. So uh, we'll we'll just keep uh, search. Uh, we haven't seen Pierre yet? Not yet. Okay, no, so I'll, make sure he wasn't I'll keep an eye on the, eye out, the lobby. We'll get her done. Pierre Douglas is supposed to be appearing in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. He will be at Laugh Camp Comedy at 490 Robert Street in North St. Paul this weekend, 8, 8 o'clock tonight and tomorrow night. When Pierre gets here, we will uh, sit down and schmooze with him as well. I'm just looking at some some difference. And again, one thing, and, and AJ, um, you know, he's in for, for Rudy today. When I bring up anything to do with politics now, it's not because I support either side. So when I bring up a story about Biden and, and it's positive or negative or Trump or it's positive or negative, it's not, it's me reading the news. You know, I find it interesting about that is people think that's your idea of how the world should be. And all you're doing is reading the news. Well, I, I haven't worked with you, Tom, too much recently, but in the short times that I have filling in here or back um, last summer with the family podcast, right. you're, I think, very neutral. I am. I'm really neutral. You simply, you're like the bloodhound because you just search out the news story, you read it, and it's like, let's discuss. Let's discuss. I don't think you really dig your heels in too much on either side, which is nice. And I've been a Democrat and I've been a Republican. I've Mm -hmm. been both. And I I didn't hate them. I just didn't 
fit for me because you get convinced of your ideas and you think the other person is horrible and I'm just not going to get involved in that. I don't think people are horrible just because they disagree with my political views. Yeah. I have a different life than you do. I grew up differently than other people did. You grew up differently than I did. We're not going to agree on everything. It's just not going to happen. Uh, but but here's a story. Trump promised food for everyone. Did you see that scene where he was at that, that restaurant in Miami, I guess it was? I think that's where he was. After he got out of court. No, he, this is new to me. And he kept saying, food for everyone, food for everyone. There's an article now in the national news that said that he skipped off out on the bill. <laughs> a question I have for you, how would you know that? How would you know he skipped out on the bill? Because it's none of your business, first of all. I would guess maybe one of the families in the restaurant probably got up to leave and then, you know, waiter hand on the chest like, I don't, where, where do you think you're going? Where do you, you think? Well, if and, they had proof like that, I might yeah. believe it. But this, this is just one of those stories that they'll throw it out there because they don't even have to prove it's true. I, people are going to believe it if they want to. That's exactly right. Some half the people are going to say this is bullshit. And the other half of the people are going to say, oh, I knew it. I knew he'd do that. It's just the, this puking up the hatred that we do in the news every day is getting really old. And by we, I just mean the world. It's not just America anymore either. It's the entire no. world. Mm -hmm. You're always pissed off. You're always very filled with hate. And you try to stir up as much trouble as you can. You're the asshole here. I hope you understand that. You think people do understand that? I think that people, there's kind of like two trains, you know, two thoughts here going on mm -hmm. is that they either want to be involved in the chaos and they don't care what it does to themselves and others. Right. Or they're like, you know what? I need to not be involved in this. Yeah. So why the the hatred and the the anger and all? What what is that yeah, all? About? I don't know. You know, I just don't surround myself with those people, Good. and I just don't know. Because even when sometimes you'll go, did you watch the national news? And I'll say, nope. I don't blame you. I, I really watch l very little of it now because it's so. In First of all, the people they have on now are so incredibly annoying. Yes. Because one side, Fox thinks they're all funny, and not one of them's funny. And then CNN on the other side, they're very serious and they're, oh, I'm so, I can't smile at all. I can't smile on the news. I'm like, you're both so full of shit. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's disgusting. No, it is. I think, I think staying away from it is probably until you're ready. It's to, good for me. Yeah, I think it is. It is good for me. But then I can't read stories like that and go, well, that's not true. We don't know if he paid. We will never know if he paid for it or not because it's none of our business. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not. It's funny because I've heard these about every celebrity person, um, especially when they have these big groups. They'll say somebody walked out on a check and I'm like, I yeah. can so see that happening in really? a big group by accident. Oh, like yeah. if that's I was in true. a huge group yeah, and you just assume you kind of like it. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's like to be on that level where you aren't concerned with not necessarily who's paying, but like you assume you're going to be the one paying, but like you maybe aren't the one with handing your card over. Maybe it's like your assistant that does that or this or that. I don't look into these. The He ran out on his check. Yeah. And I, I. It's I, ridiculous. Listen, I think it's funny. I think like, it's if funny. It's too. If it's true, it's hilarious. But yeah. I'm sure what, <laughs> like what, what Brittany's saying is he probably said that. I doubt that that guy carries his own pocket book. Right. You know, There's like, no way he, he would have paid like, the bill. Hey, Jim, 
Right. You go ahead and take you, care of this. Yeah. I, I got places to be, obviously. And knowing so. it comes out of your funds or whatever. Exactly. I don't. I you've probably heard this about every celebrity ever when they're in big groups as they walked out on their bill. I think they did one about Hillary Clinton when uh, and, and she had to formally go there and do like a photo booth of like her handing the check. And it's like, I would never. This was a misunderstanding because we had a big group. And it's like anybody who has half a brain, I'm not going to ever think that any of these people are going to walk out on their check. You know, I have a question for you about that. Why don't we ever hear about and he liked the job so much that he paid 200 uh, percent of the bill. Why don't those stories ever pop up? Because it happens a yeah. lot. Yeah, I'm sure. So why don't we ever see those stories? People being nice to one another. Yeah, I don't know. Because there's I, nobody wants to read sell, that. Tom. Huh? Yeah, it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell, Tom. It's exactly what it is. True. We need yeah, blood 100%. and gore. That's what we need. <laughs> we really I'll, do. I'll promise you this: if you pay me 200 percent of my paycheck today, I will tell everyone about it. I'll write an article for you. <laughs> I'll write. <it>. Wait a second. <laughs> Let me see if I got a 20 on me. Oh. Ah! I'll she strolled right into that one. And then I'd still have to make change for you. <laughs> yeah, see, I still need five bucks back. That's exactly right. No, you look. How about the, an IOU? Yeah, it could be an IOU. The people that, that I'm around, that we're around, you've seen this happen before, Brittany, that the people I hang out with are very generous with servers or car parkers or whatever because I hang out with really decent people. But nobody will ever hear about that. Nobody will ever know about that. Yeah, Because they don't talk about that. Why does it, it, you, that would never matter to you. What matters to me is the fact that it's making people happy. No, I know, but like it would never matter to you for that getting out. I, oh, no, 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 I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about other people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I'm responding to when you said about you. Yeah. I'm like, listen, you're, it, it's something that drives us within to be nice to people. That, mm -hmm. That's coming from within. Uh, if somebody doesn't get joy out of making your, uh, you know, the person who works on your car laugh or being nice to the person at Barlow's, if that doesn't come within, if he doesn't feel good to do that, yeah, then that's just never going to happen. Like, our be being an asshole must feel better to them. And, and yeah, there's that's a, true. Then that must be a miserable life. But, like, I think most people do want to have a positive interaction when you're when you're I hope so when you're I living your so. best life. Again, you never know what's going on with people. So if people are an asshole, I usually give them the benefit of the doubt. Who knows what's going on in their personal yeah. life? But like day to day, it's got it's got to. Who wants to walk around being an asshole? A lot of people. Lots and lots of people want to yeah. be an asshole. And then you should say to yourself, "I'm so thankful. I'm Absolutely. the type that gets joy." Out of wanting to be, I would hate it if AJ left here and thought, oh God, I that sh I hate going to that show. They're all so mean to me, the anxiety. I would feel. That's what I'm actually going to do today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and That's then. How, I'm leaving out the door. Amy will say. Tom, you and I just yeah, yeah. solo next yeah, Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I would literally <laughs> die if that's ever anyone said that came into the studio was like, Brittany was an asshole to me. But like, of yeah. course, I have days, I'm sure, whatever. But like my day to day, I feel good about trying to be like, hey, what, you know, that's very and we true. should be very thankful that that makes us feel good. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think there's any question about yeah. that. I, I hope we do get back to a point where, well, it's never going to get back there on the news because they make way too much money, as AJ already pointed out. It's money, money, money. Uh, they act like pricks to some people and they kiss other people's asses. That's what they do. They're on opposite sides. I find that disgusting. But the whole world now, it, everything is about money now. Every single... Has it always been that way, do you think? Probably. I don't... I maybe hope not, not. Maybe not as blatantly. Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. 
I got a great wife. I got a great, great kids, great grandkids, great friends. I love my birth family. I miss my mother horribly. I got way too many great things in my life to be worried about this kind of BS. Yeah. You know? No, and that's what's key, right? Like Absolutely. And I, I we've touched on this too, man. During the pandemic and during times in my life where I haven't had a lot going on, that's when I've been the worst. Um because I don't have a lot going on. And that's when I start going, well, what what vaccines did they did or didn't take, you know, or yeah, well, who did they vote right, for? Right. When I start going, but when I'm busy and living my normal life and I have like my, you know, my kiddo, my dogs, my husband, this job and fun things I get to do, then I don't. And I go back to what's that person like to me? Are they nice to me? Are they mean to me? I don't mm -hmm. care who they voted for, how long their grass is in their yard or what their haircuts look like. I Then I don't care about all that. But when I'm not in a good place mentally, yes. I start finding myself just being a monster. Really? It's yeah. hard to believe that you're a monster. Well, I was trying to give her a compliment. That seemed genuine. It didn't. Really? It, did. it didn't seem quite genuine. It did not seem that. But I mean, that's when you start. I remember, and this is very, here's a very specific one. I, um, it was during the pandemic. Justin still had his job. He was working from home. All my jobs were gone. And I was not in a good place. I was terrified. Where, where am I going to whatever? Where am I work? Should I switch? You know, should I go back to school? All these things. And I had a lot of time on my hands and not a lot to do. And I found myself, so I would make dinner and I'd be done by six. And if Justin wasn't downstairs by six, I would get so mad at him. Keep in mind, he's the only one keeping our like mortgage, uh, all that stuff. Right, but right. I didn't have a lot going on. So I like needed him to care about this small, minute detail. And we had like one fight about it. And then it was like, we both were like, sorry, sorry. You know, we, you know, and it was like, those are the moments you go, okay, I need to be busy. I need to have other things going on because caring about him coming down at 6 or 6.30 when it's food that we can definitely reheat is a very <laughs> weird feeling. It's all true. We'll just keep moving forward with life. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a friend that wants to be on the show. Who do they contact? Me or Rudy, doesn't matter. So just they reach out to you? Yeah, sure. Because uh, he wants to be on the show, and I think he should be on the show. Okay. He's the, uh, he directs, uh, I don't know if it's the Pride Festival or Pride itself. Oh, super We have fun. a family, family friend named Andy. Great person. You know, they're our next-door neighbor, Mike and Susan's relatives, the son, the daughter. Yeah, the daughter of one, uh, our next-door neighbors. But, but uh, Andy runs up the, the Pride Festival. Yeah. And I, I think they do, like, the, you know, parades and all that stuff. I think I think he does all that stuff, but he has the most straightforward view of what really pride is, what pride really is about. And of course, the news always has to put a negative tone. Like, oh, some people don't like it. Well, some people don't like the fact that sun shines. Why are you bringing that up? Yeah. Why we got to stop doing that? Have have live your life. Be happy. I would say the only thing I'd ever heard negative about pride is is Andy. She's is Andy. a horrible guy. Is when people are annoyed with traffic, but that's with any yeah, event. Big that's event. any event, exactly. Um, but no, normally most people, I mean, pride is fun. Pride is just for fun. And pride, you you should go, you know, depending, you know, who you are, what you do, you can go to pride and have a really Absolutely. good time so walking around. Absolutely, everybody's got to calm down. How you doing? Do you live in, do you live in, the, uh, in the Denver time zone? Yes. I thought so. 
Yeah. What time zone is that? <laughs> I don't know. Great question. He goes, what? The mountain time zone, by the way. That's what it is. Okay. I got to, I got, see, now I got to grab the info here. I got the info right here. No, I was just teasing you because it's like quarter. I got to take, I do have to take a break here. We'll be right back. Though, okay. Right? Perfect. We can kind of settle in that way. Pierre Douglas with us, ladies and gentlemen, Laugh Camp Comedy Club, 490 Robert Street North in St. Paul tonight and tomorrow night. Right back with Pierre right after this. Also, you a baseball fan? No. Not at all. It will be for this purpose. Okay, because Kent Herbeck, <laughs> legendary, legendary baseball player. He, a, he tells me about every week, because we're good friends, okay. and he tells me about every week that he hit a grand slam in a World Series. Oh, so cool. I have to hear that, like, every week the rest of my life, Pierre. It's going to be hell, but he'll be with us as well. Oh, yeah. On the phone, though. On the phone. That's a legend. We're talking to him. Perfect. No, well, now we're talking. Pierre will be with us. Also, <laughs> Phil and Kent right after this. Oh, I got to read yeah. this, don't I? Good job, man. Ooh, I like that. Where are you going? I have to go to the bathroom so bad. <laughs> oh, God. We had to hear how she has to go to the bathroom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, I got to read this commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back.